Hello everyone and welcome to the fourth edition of Sports Jabber with Jordan. I'm your host Jordan Stevens. I'm actually recording this episode from the beach of Bethany Beach, Delaware. Yes, our annual Bethany Beach vacation is this week with my dad's side of the family. It's always a fun vacation and we look forward to it every year. So let's jump right into it, shall we? The Orioles are back over 500 for the third time this season after beating the Tampa Bay Rays 3-0 yesterday and taking the four-game series. The biggest moment in that game came in the bottom of the eighth inning when Trey Mancini, in what could have been his last game at Camden Yards, hit an inside-the-park home run on a pitch that initially looked like it was going to be a flyout, you know, a normal old flyout, but ended up hitting the right fielder, Brandon Lau, in the face, and the ball ended up rolling around in the corner. That would then score Austin Hayes from second, and Mancini then eventually came around to score from third and make it 3 nothing, and that would be the final of that game. Uh, after that, Mancini did receive a standing ovation curtain call from the Baltimore faithful. It was a really, really, really cool moment to see for me, especially as an Orioles fan. Uh, if that was indeed his last moment at Camden Yards, boy, what, what a moment for him, what a moment for the fans, and what a moment for the team, you know. I hope they don't trade him, but unfortunately that is the business, not just in baseball, but in sports, when you have players that you love that unfortunately move on to other teams and do different stuff. Um, Felix Bautista came in in the top of the ninth and closed the door. Struck out Walls on a four-seam fastball at 100 miles per hour. Struck out Pinto on a splitter at 87 miles per hour. And Brandon Lau, the same player, where the ball hit off of his face with Mancini's inside-the-park home run, grounded out on a four-seam fastball at 98 miles per hour. Felix Bautista has been absolutely nasty this year. Uh, he was with the Orioles, actually came to the Orioles in 2015, went through their minor league system, and came up 2020. Didn't have a great year, came up last year, had a bad year, and this year so far has just been off the charts. Absolutely nasty, throws 100 to 101 miles per hour. It's it's really cool to see the Orioles have a pitcher doing so well for them because, you know, really the Orioles' problem has been for a while. They're pitching. They can't get good pitchers, and now they finally do have a good bullpen piece. And, and hopefully, I like Jorge Lopez, the current closer, but I would love to see Felix Bautista t- come in and take that closer role from him. And they were there was actually some talk about trading Lopez, and if that does happen... You know, I think the reason for that happening would be so that Bautista would come in and take that closure spot. Uh, so yes, the Orioles will then travel to Cincinnati today to play the Reds for a three-game series. And then after that, we'll travel to Texas on Monday for a three-game series with the Texas Rangers. And then, then after that, we'll head back home to Camden Yards for a four-game series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, these are all very winnable series. The Cincinnati Reds, who are not having a great year. The Rangers, who are having an an okay year. And then the Pirates, who are just god-awful. So these, again, these are series that the Orioles could play very well. And I hope that, you know, who knows, maybe we could have another 10-11 game win streak. You know, fingers crossed. Uh, Let's move on to Eagles training camp. Uh, Today was the second practice for the Eagles uh, training camp. Uh, An hour and a half practice, not a great day for the offense. Jalen Hurts only won 8 for 15 with no touchdowns and did have one interception. Again, not a great day for the offense overall, but a great day for the defense. Uh, Monte Maddox stepped up. The defense as a whole stepped up and did great. 
And I hope that that's what's going to happen in the regular season for both the Eagles defense and offense. Defense, again, major up, upgrade from last season. Uh, I hope I hope that these new additions with Jordan Davis and the, the Kobe Deans and the uh, Bradberries, I hope this can really make the, the Eagles defense uh, very, very strong. Uh, Jason Kelsey spoke to the media after today's practice and said something that I thought was very interesting and I actually agree with. He said, in quote, he said, I think we have a lot of talent. And then he went on to say, in this city, I think every year the media thinks we're really good and we end up being shit. And every year the media thinks we are going to be shit and we end up being really good. So basically his overall message was, you don't win on paper, right? And I and I I look I am one of those fans that reads the media and thinks, oh my god, the Eagles are gonna be lights out good, they're gonna win the Super Bowl, all that. But you know, you can't and that's again a lesson that I need to learn. You can't read everything on social media, Twitter especially, um, and think it's true. You know, the Eagles could have a great year. Obviously they they have a lot of talent. I hope they do well, but again, you can't read everything on social media and believe it to be true so and again that's the 2015 eagles are a great example of that you know in 2015 if for those of you that are eagles fans that are listening for those of you that remember the 2015 season was really uh a season that the eagles everybody thought they were going to be lights out they had bradford at the time chip kelly was still there and if you if you remember that they played atlanta week one and they did not look good uh, they thought they were going to have a great year. The, everyone thought this was going to be the Eagles' year. They were going to win the Super Bowl, you know, yada, yada. But ultimately, the Eagles ended up not having a great year that year. And that would be Chip Kelly's last year as the Eagles head coach. Um, and then Sam Bradford went to the Minnesota Vikings. And we all know what happened after that. They drafted Carson Wentz with the second overall pick after trading draft picks and, and a couple of guys and doing all that. So... Um, uh, yeah, again, with Jason Kelsey, what he said, I think was perfect. Uh, when everyone thinks the Eagles are going to be good, they turn out to not being so good. And when everyone thinks the Eagles are going to suck, they end up playing, you know, lights out. And I honestly do believe that the Eagles play much, much better when when their backs are against the walls and nobody thinks they can do anything. Again, 2017 season was, was a great example of that. Uh, when Carson Wentz went down, everybody thought, well, you know, the Eagles are done. Uh, they had a great run, run, you know, with Wentz, but they're done. And then Nick Foles ultimately came in and stepped up and led the Eagles to winning that division game against the Falcons, the NFC Championship, and then ultimately beating the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 52. So, yes, I, I, I totally, totally agree with what Kelsey said in terms of you cannot believe everything you see on paper and you cannot believe everything you you hear from the media or see from the media so uh let's move on to other sports news tampa bay buccaneers center is set to miss months with a knee injury uh that could be a big blow to them he injured his knee in practice yesterday um with tom brady coming out of retirement that could be a a big blow to their offense because tom brady at the age of 45 now Yes, he is still playing, and I think it's really, really cool for him. But again, his age, his mobility isn't what it used to be. 
So, I mean, you can't afford to lose. Listen, if they lose Tom Brady to an injury, they're done, in my opinion. You know, Tom Brady, carry, well, he carries every team pretty much that he goes to. But, again, if he were to go down at the age of 45 and have, you know, a serious injury, then Tampa's not going to do anything. Do I think that'll happen? Probably not. But, you know, you can't afford to lose your center, which is a big piece of your offensive line, obviously. Um, so that's what happened yesterday to Tampa Bay Box. Uh, Dak Prescott, he said yesterday to the media that he hopes this season will be the quote-unquote golden year in his quest to deliver the first Cowboys Super Bowl title since 1995. Look, I, you guys all know my opinion of the Cowboys. I really don't think that'll happen. But again, they have a lot of talent. You know, I hope that doesn't happen, but... You know, you never know. But I personally don't think that that, that that will happen. Again, Prescott is in the same boat that Lamar Jackson is in. Lamar Jackson is a very talented player, but he can't seem to get over the hump. You know, the Ravens obviously have a lot of talent, like the Cowboys, but they can't seem to get over that one to two playoff game hunt. hump. Excuse me. Uh, Speaking of Lamar Jackson, he's actually the next thing we're going to talk about. Lamar Jackson is hopeful that he will be receiving a contract extension, but he doesn't want the negotiation talks to carry on into the regular season. I personally believe that the Ravens should extend Lamar Jackson. Again, he's a very, very talented player. Very fun to watch, actually. I'm not a Ravens fan, but... You know, when, when they are on, like, you know, primetime games, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, whatever it happens to be, he is a very, very electrifying player to watch. He, he, he runs like crazy. You know, he's a very, very, again, like I said, very fun player to watch. So will the Ravens give him a contract, ext- contract extension? I think they will. Um, when that will happen, I have no idea. Obviously, I'm not a Ravens fan, so I don't follow him. But, you know. I do think that they will give him a contract extension because, honestly, he deserves it. You know, like I said, he hasn't gotten them to the promised land, but I do think that the Ravens will get there eventually with him. Uh, Let's move on to baseball. Uh, The Los Angeles Angels will be listening to offers for Otani in the MLB deadline. And that'll be interesting to see where he would go. Um... Would I love him to come to the Orioles? Absolutely, but the Orioles would have to would have to offer the Angels an arm and a leg for that to happen. So, um, will he come to the Orioles? I don't think so, because you know, like I said, they would have to give up pretty significant players probably uh, in order for that to happen. So, uh, yeah, that's really all I have for you guys today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the fourth edition of Sports Driver with Jordan, and we will see you back here tomorrow for the fifth edition. Have yourselves a good day, and thank you for tuning in.